0: This is the Frank and Friend Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm
1: Catherine Frady. Hello, Catherine. Hey,
0: look what's at you, up? you look lovely. Thank you. Got the fancy... Uh, the.
1: Bivinic fanciness.
0: You are fantastic, so fancy. <laughs> uh, this is the Frank and Friends Show, and we are happy that you're watching on YouTube. Maybe you can help us finally get to 1,000 subscribers.
1: Don't forget to smash that button.
0: For notifications, it does seem that every time we gain two, we lose one somehow. And I know at the end of the school year, you know, people lose their... Email accounts for whatever reason. People you know, a lot of businesses and schools, they're all, you know, Gmail powered. And it's happened to me. You know, I've had multiple email addresses and corresponding YouTube accounts with it that just sure. puff, have been blown away into puffs of smoke because the company changed from Gmail to Microsoft Outlook. Puff, so I get it. But,
1: and then you have to re sign up.
0: Yeah. So yeah. please do, do that. Um, and, or you can listen on any of the audio podcast apps. This is um, first week of summer.
1: First week of summer.
0: Now, meteorological summer started on June first. Okay. Which is the way I prefer to celebrate summer. <laughs> I, I prefer don't know. to
1: start summer in May.
0: But well, it makes more sense. All right, like yeah. on, la- on yeah. Memorial Day. Yeah,
1: Memorial Day. Because it makes Some sense. out.
0: Meteorological summer is June first to September first, and then meteorological fall is September 1 to December 1, and then winter, December 1 to that March 1, and right. so on and so on. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, all they really do is they just, everything's 20 days earlier 21 days earlier.
1: Sure.
0: You know, but the actual longest day of the year is coming up this week.
1: Nice.
0: Which is the day that my mother was in labor with me for 30 hours. That's
1: what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: she would okay. say to me, I was in labor with you for the longest day of the year, Frank. <laughs> which is accurate. But, I mean, for her, it was the longest day of her life. It <laughs> 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 went on for so long. So that's... Uh, but also, uh, right around this time of year, every year, is the big barbecue bash. And I got involved with this, I mean, a while back. Uh, for Somehow I was, I was trying, to do, trying to launch a Smoky Mountain video show, if you, if you can imagine. I can't remember that. Hmm. With uh, Taz Cable, and this is probably 10 or 12 years ago. And he got us involved as uh, celebrity, quote-unquote, judges for a, the Big Barbecue Bash in its earliest stages. Okay. So... Um,
1: and you actually get to judge the barbecue.
0: Yeah, and then then they became, they got bigger and they wanted to get sanctioned by the Kansas City Barbecue Society. So nice. they had all of us who had been judges take the class. What to kind get of our, class
1: do you have to take to become a barbecue expert?
0: Well, um, well they had, they put us in a room... And George Ewart from Dead End Barbecue cooked up a bunch of ribs and everything. Really, it was all the things that you would judge at a mm-hmm. contest. So first, it's chicken, and then it's or maybe it's, I forgot now, and maybe it's pulled pork first. Pulled and ch- anyway, it's yeah. pulled pork, chicken, ribs, and beef brisket. Nice. The four things you have to taste.
1: And you don't just have to be from Texas to be able to judge these?
0: No, you can be from anywhere in the country, anywhere <laughs> in the world. They've got okay. certified right. barbecue judges, CBJs. I'm a CBJ, Catherine.
1: Well, For, how do you become certified now? You take the class. But what does the class entail?
0: Well, I'm about to tell you. Okay. <laughs> they, bring, they serve up these four meats. Mm-hmm. And now, in the course of it, George puts some tricks in, in the boxes. Okay. So he puts some that would have been DQ'd. Now, at the time, kale was an illegal garnish. So now it's been it's been legalized, but he put kale in one of the boxes, and we had to s- notice that and, okay. and and deduct points. On another one, he didn't cut the ribs properly. So, Interesting. And this is fascinating stuff. So if you pick up when you pick with well the, ju- the uh, table captain brings you the styrofoam box, and you as the judge are to reach in and pick out one serving of the meat. Okay. So. Chicken, usually, it's often chicken thighs, but it could be a wing, it could, or it could be a lump of meat, like with the pulled pork. Right. You know, you might just get, take a, a, help, a pile of it. But ribs, you're supposed to reach in and pull out one rib. But you're not allowed to do anything to it, so if you it's pull out that one off. rib, no, that's overcooked. Oh. If you pull out that one rib and it's still connected, it hasn't been cut all the way to the second rib, that's your serving. So then when it goes all the way around to judge number six, if there's no ribs left in the box... They would score it a zero,
1: oh, or a one, or whatever. Because you say. ended up getting two.
0: The, whoever, the, yeah, somewhere along the way. Yeah. So that was a trick that George deliberately put in there so that we would follow that rule instead of the natural inclination would be just to tear the two stuck ribs to, apart gotcha. and give one to your friend. Gotcha. But that's a violation. You don't do that. Gotcha. Anyway, so all these things he put all, basically every trick in the book, mm-hmm. and we had to notice all these things, and we got you know there was a lecture, and we got and basically you yeah. learn you learn all these little things. You learn about how the the rib. Should not fall off the bone, but should pull away cleanly with your first bite. There should be moisture on the bone that dries, air dries so fairly quickly. So it's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, that's
1: fascinating. So there's a whole
0: handbook, a whole guidebook. In fact, they just sent an email the other day saying that I should not only should I get not, not exactly recertified, but there's a new super CBJ or something like that, some additional classes you nice. can take.
1: Now, can anyone get certified?
0: Well, you got to pay the fee, but yes.
1: How much is it? I mean, I'm, I'm curious.
0: Is I think it, it at the t- well, it's been a long time since I was uh, certified, but I, at the time it was like 75 bucks. That's not bad. To take the class. And you get to eat all that all the, food, all the food yeah. while you're there, yeah. It's like going out to dinner. That sounds so, fabulous. I'm it it is Canada fabulous. Certified. You should. Yeah. Well, you get the Bullsheet, and um, that's the newspaper, the CBJ, excuse me, the KCBS newspaper. And it's got that's the cute. listings of uh, classes where you can get certified. It's got all the upcoming contests where you can apply to be a judge. Nice.
1: Yeah. So yeah, as soon as you become certified, then you can judge the barbecue contest you all apply. over the country.
0: There's more there's more judge more certified judges than there are openings. So mm-hmm. you've got to like watch and pick one and you've got to send in your application months in advance. But I mean and hope I just you get put chosen. like
1: opera singer, barbecue judge. You know what I mean? Like who doesn't want that? Well,
0: yeah, but it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily judged on merit. Well, it's judged on, uh, I mean, excuse me, not I'm going to rephrase that. The meat is judged on merit, yeah. but the application process to choose the judges is first come, first served.
1: Ah. Uh, so you got to get
0: in there and be one of the first, and then once gotcha. it's full, it's full and you're done. So gotcha. then they may have an alternate or something, or maybe you end up being the table captain. I see. Yeah, that Which I had boring. to do one time. Well, it's hard because you've got to carry, serve the food to everyone at the table. I see. But you still get to go to the grazing table afterward and eat the leftovers. That's nice. Because if you're smart, instead of putting six ribs in there, worried that two of them might be stuck together, you maybe put seven or eight ribs in there. And so there's, there's
1: one leftover for you. Mm-hmm.
0: One leftover for the table captain or for whomever. Nice. nice. Yeah, if you're smart. Now,
1: does it taste different on styrofoam versus just like well, a they, box? they give you
0: a, a paper plate or actually a mat, a placemat. Uh-huh. With um spaces and you drop your six meats so during the you don't just judge one rib <laughs> you there's six boxes that go by and you have to take one rib from each of the six boxes and one right. piece of chicken from each of the six boxes so you've so the you got these six pieces of meat on the table in front of you on the, and you lay them down on top of this marked: It's a good day uh, placement <laughs> and um, you have to and then you write your score down you taste it and it's based on three things. You're based on the appearance, uh, texture, and taste. Nice. And, you know, you do all that. You give it the scores.
1: Nice.
0: Hand in your scores, you know. That's fantastic. That's, so I haven't had a chance to actually be a judge at a contest in several years because of work schedules. I ended up becoming the, the radio sponsor of the Big Barbecue Bash, so I was doing like a remote broadcast or had to do something else.
1: Nice.
0: But, um, you know, times have changed, and radio sponsorships are, you few know, and far few and far between. I mean, because you have to have, in order to do that. I mean, I'm not talking about any particular station, but you have to have live DJs who are able.
1: <laughs> right, and who has live DJs <laughs> to anymore? do
0: the remote? So the big barbecue bash turns out, and they're very lovely people. It benefits the McNabb Foundation. Nice. So they, um, one year I wasn't available. To to go and help, and because they wanted me to announce the um, the winners. Okay. And I'm a certified barbecue judge, so I, apparently when I announced the winners, it was
1: It was more meaningful.
0: Well, uh, because, because I under, I, could, I could read the code, I knew what I knew yeah. what it meant. You know, they hand you a... the first time I remember doing it, they handed me this these um, Excel spreadsheets on, on legal sized paper, stapled together, and there's multiple pages because mm-hmm. there's every single category. You know, three meats. Four meets, rather, times all these other different categories, and you just hold them this, and there's a grand champion and a mm-hmm. reserve champion, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And they give me a bullhorn. <laughs> and you know how demanding I am now that I I'm mean, a, as an MC, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because of this. Mm-hmm. This event where I've gotten a sheaf of legal paper stapled and bull- together and a bullhorn.
1: And the other, and you're trying to read it like this?
0: And without, trying, a,
1: without a stand or anything? And
0: you've got to turn the page.
1: So no microphone, no stand, just a stapled piece of... Uh, of
0: of legal paper in tiny print, tiny font.
1: Oh, good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there.
0: And now I said to them, I said, "Look, this was. Um, I'm glad I got to be here. I support the cause, McNabb Foundation. Great work. But if I'm going to, have to do this again, <laughs> ever, I have please three, give me a large I have font. Three demands. I need a podium. I need a mic stand, and maybe some kind of you know organized uh, like a binder or something. But okay, really, large font." Yeah, or any two of the three things. So now I've got everything I need. I got a podium and I get a microphone and nice. it's all nice. And I'll announce those on Saturday at three thirty in the afternoon nice. at the big barbecue bash. So You're not
1: judging this time, but you're you're announcing,
0: right? And and it's part of this uh, summer on Broadway festival, okay? Which I think is clever because you know how so many cities like Knoxville has festival at like, certain times of the year. There's a festival every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what April. they did it, in Maryville? What they just have? They have five festivals. They just put them all on <laughs> the same day.
1: Oh, that's nice. It's genius. <laughs> but, but then you have to go to... You yeah, have to festival hop.
0: Exactly. But they're all right there adjacent to one another. Well, that's kind of fun. It's like, if you imagine if the... about the footprint of the Rossini Festival. Okay. About that size. Mm-hmm. But in one section at uh, Founders Square is the big barbecue bash. Mm-hmm. And you can buy some meat and or just watch these people competing. Or, you know, just hang out. Or, and I'll do the awards. It's kind of a somewhat insulated thing. Some people will be selling meat to the general public, but... Honestly, a cooking contest is fairly insulated among the contestants and, sure. the, and the winners and the right. prizes. But it's, I think it's interesting. It smells good. <laughs> then, a little bit down the street, there'll be the farmer's market. Nice.
1: And then a little you bit down... You buy that meat.
0: Well, if they sell vegetables to go with your meat. <laughs> and then they have all these other vendors selling toys and, you know, knickknacks and for people, crafts and whatnot. Yeah. Then there's the duck dogs.
1: What are the duck dogs?
0: The duck dogs... They put up a swimming pool in the middle of the street. No. And the swimming pool has measurements along the side telling you how many inches and feet long the pool is. And then these people get up on the ramp and up to the platform, the dock, with their dog. And they (laughs) throw a toy. And and the the dog takes off and jumps. Runs after it? And jumps into the air and then splashes down into the pool. And wherever he splashes down, that's his score. So they have these—they have heats, and it's like a swimming meet, or a, a track meet, or anything for dogs. Um, yeah, they have size, different sizes of dogs, and they have um, master, do- you know, the whole thing is a whole list of this. It starts on—it's so complicated that it starts on Friday afternoon, and there's like six or eight events on Friday, and then all day Saturday until they finally get to the finals on four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. That's amazing. And these dogs just keep jumping in the water, jumping in the water. In. You know,
1: water. Sasha would be like, run up, she'd see her toy go, and then she'd be like, nope, I'm not going in that water.
0: It happens sometimes. Does it? Yeah. It's sad, but it does sometimes happen. Yeah,
1: she'll not like the water.
0: Well, uh, but this that's part of it. And then in Saturday morning, if you go down by the courthouse, there's a classic car show.
1: Nice.
0: And then Saturday <laughs> evening, like when after the, when there's the barbecue bash is ending... The Hops in the Hills Craft Beer Tournament, Craft nice. Tournament. The Hops in the Hills Craft Beer Festival is starting, and they've got live music. In fact, um, April Hills Band has played there nice. in years past, uh, nice. uh, Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit.
1: Yeah. But I, I don't know who they
0: got this year. I didn't look. I could, but I haven't yet. And um, on the big stage in the Greenbelt Pavilion, and then all through, they close that off because it's as as twenty one. You got to buy a wristband. But they have just tent after tent after tent of brewery. Like Gatlinburg Brewing, we did a show from there. Yep,
1: yep.
0: They'll be there, and all these other ones. Nice. And you just you you've paid whatever it is, and you get X number of tastes. Nice. Until you want more, and then you buy another whatever, and you buy get more.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That does sound like they've figured it out.
0: I think good. some of those events, some of those beer events, nice. they do pretzel necklaces. Have Ooh, you heard of those?
1: I have not, but that sounds good.
0: Because yeah, I think it's clever. You some you basically it's a necklace made of pretzels, and, and you, you just, just
1: eat it as you go.
0: It's like a palate cleanser between beers.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's smart.
0: Well, you know, I have all these topics on the list. I, <laughs> We've
1: mostly talked about barbecue and festivals. But it's interesting. It's really right? interesting, and I think that Mariville has kind of figured it out.
0: Yeah, and when yeah. you get there, uh, you'll see the Friend Show logo on the signage and on the back of the barbecue bash t shirt because nice. I'm an in kind sponsor. Yeah. Which means technically that I'm donating my speaking <laughs> fee, my, my MC fee. But to fee. be on
1: the back of their t shirt, that's pretty cool. I know.
0: Yeah. I sent them a better last year they, I didn't know I was going to be in the back of the t-shirt last year so they used the color logo and it kind of looks blurry yeah. so I said oh ho, Jody Collins has made me you know, a white logo a black logo a nice. single line logo the four color logo nice. so I sent them all the artwork this year hoping that
1: one of them will work really well Yes,
0: and next year I think it will be on my actual birthday because it's a leap year nice. next year so usually it's on or about this year what is it June 24th is Saturday this year. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of logos, should we talk about all the fabulous merchandise? We should
0: at the Frank and Friends Show store, which is located at?
1: com backslash store. I wanted to see if you can remember. <laughs> How do I speak? It's been, no, it's been,
0: I mean, you set up the website, but it's been so long since i have since you said it instead of me. I wanted to see what happened. <laughs> And the towel, don't forget the towel, forget it, is the towel. it is pool season.
1: It is pool season, and look, the towel fairy did it again. Beautifully folded. Beautifully folded.
0: Lovely job. Yeah. Yes, it's got, it's actually, the artwork on here is the same as on the canvas print behind us. It's, yeah, it's really nice. It's nice, the whole thing's all stretched out on there nice and beautifully.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I might even have an extra mountaintop, because that one's, you know, it might have a little more width to it. I'm looking at the monitor to see. Anyway.
1: You know who was sporting her Frank and Friends oh. logo? April. April, that's right.
0: She wore her bucket hat.
1: To Susanna.
0: And we had challenged her on the show. Uh, or I guess I could talk to you directly, April, because <laughs> I know you're watching. Watching, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank
1: you, by the way. <laughs>
0: we challenged April to uh, wear the bucket hat to an Einstein Simplified comedy improv show on a Tuesday night at Scruffy City Hall. Nice. And she did, and we showed the picture. <laughs> and then uh, she came to opening night of Susanna... And uh, I, I think, I mean, Do where... you have the photo? Well, I, it's on, I can download it off of yeah. April's um, Instagram or um, uh, Facebook, I'm sure, right?
1: I'm sure you can. Um, yeah, I have it somewhere.
0: Yeah, because it's, I, if you've got it, too, uh, we can look it up here.
1: We definitely can. But, yeah, she took a photo with me at opening night after our... Um, production, we had an encore of Ain't It a Pretty Night, which you missed. Yeah, tell, well, and, um,
0: <laughs> you know, I thought about coming. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I thought about coming on opening night, which was a Thursday. And I thought, it just it gets to be complicated because I'm doing so many radio shows. Yeah. And I didn't think I could make it, but on Friday, I've I had a little lighter schedule. Yeah. She posts a lot. Mm-hmm. I've gone back, I'm still scrolling. You're still
1: scrolling. Yeah, well, back so to we June 10th. Like a, June 9th. A, a t- when, t- when was eighth. it? The 8th. Because it was Brandon Gibson's birthday. The city had declared Brandon Gibson Day, and we did a toast. That's us. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll put. I mean, if it's okay with you, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll download it and put it on That's the sure. on the big screen.
1: It's a it's a crazy photo of me. I love it. What is um, crazy
0: about it? Your eyeballs. Not in it. Oh. <laughs> you, have, you have Susanna eye makeup. It's a little different than you usually yeah. wear, right? Yeah. That's all right. Okay.
1: But yeah, so that was fun. I was. She showed up. I was like, "Where's your Where's your hat?" And she showed it to me. It was in her purse. She didn't want to wear it during the show. She didn't want to be distracting. You know who would be describing you
0: know? it to David Crawford? He would probably stop right there and say, Oh, do they have a 1,000 subscribers yet, April?
1: <laughs> 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 he probably would. <laughs> oh, oh like that's this. nice. So she, she, yeah. that's
0: fun. Yeah. Well, tell me more about the uh, um, Susanna you had. In fact, well, let me also mention, while we're, while we're ramb- rambling, I, I want to get in the commercial for Bone Zones. Absolutely. Because uh, they have events coming up. I know we just did the plug for the, the merch, but while we're here, uh, BoneZones.com, don't forget the S, has some events coming up with Ron Ledbetter, who used to be the lead counsel for the University of Tennessee. He's going nice. to be speaking, um, and they're, they're net, finalizing the details. You can look it up you know, at BoneZones.com. Uh, Also, we'll have an event coming up with um, with Sam Venable and one with Bill Landry, and then I'm doing one where I'll be speaking and doing the cremation talk um, in Crossville or Cookville, Cookville or Crossville. Crossville? I have to one of those. One of those. Oh, maybe it's near Bucky's. That'd be. It might be the one in Cookville. Pat, we have to go past Bucky's to get there. Well, anyhow, I'll I'll be doing the cremation lecture because Dr. Bass he's going to be 95 in August. Uh, he's pretty much uh, said uh, he's, done. he's done yeah. from lecturing. But, you know, I'm still a Bill Bass groupie, as you know. And you can buy these hats Absolutely. and the books and mm-hmm. the Body Farm merchandise, all the Bill Bass merchandise. And if you I get the like books or you get some of the other items, you can have them personally autographed to you by Dr. Bass uh, at bonezones.com. Don't, Don't forget, forget the, the S. S. And uh, thank you for supporting them because they support us. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more more stuff to come. You know, we're working on a couple of other ideas where, uh, you know, like involving maybe Cherokee caverns or, you know, some stuff.
1: Nice. That's yeah. exciting.
0: So uh, bonezones.com. Get all the Bill Bass books. In fact, I'm telling you, before he completely retires from autographing, because right now they still they still go over to his house every get
1: couple of months and have it's him personally
0: sign stuff. I'm just saying, get it, get her done. Is what I'm trying to say because he doesn't want to work.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> right? doesn't want to sign those anymore. So I mean, he, be one he, of the last. He's very, very generous
0: signature. with his time. Yeah. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit because he'll probably never stop, but uh, never stop autographing books. But you know, get it done. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so um, Susanna. Yeah, you had a wonderful performance. I was there for the... second night. Oh, right. That's what I figured. I I couldn't make it on opening night, which would have been nice. But I figured if I came not closing night, I wouldn't have to help put away chairs.
1: One of those board members, you know? One of those strategically plans on coming on a night not to help.
0: I was noted. exhausted, Catherine. I Notice. was exhausted. And
1: I'm not, you know?
0: I, I know you are, <laughs> but you've got... Don't you have people?
1: I have people, yeah. How
0: did it go on Saturday?
1: That's was great. I mean, actually, that was probably our best pre- performance. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, every night we had a lot of attendance. Like, people really liked the show, the good energy. You know, brand- the f- opening night was special because it was...
0: Brandon, Brandon Gibson Day. Birthday. And you had it declared Brandon Gibson Day.
1: We did, yeah. And the county commissioner came out and uh-huh. read the declaration, and so that was very special. We did an encore performance of Ain't It a Pretty Night, which I mean means I sang Ain't It a Pretty Night again. Yeah. And um, <laughs> actually, one star showed up in the sky.
0: Oh, you know,
1: during that, so that was fun. And all the fireflies are out, oh, and true. it was beautiful. And we did a toast, and then
0: I have to tell you, I liked the show.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the first time you've ever liked one of our shows.
0: No, no, I like Tosca a lot. <laughs> and I like the mall and the night visitors. You know, here's the thing. And I hate to say here's the thing because that's a crutch. But anyway,
1: here's the thing.
0: I made a crack a joke, but it was 100% true what I said, but I said right. it when I thought was and a, a manner that it would get a laugh. And we're talking to that wonderful tenor.
1: Joseph McBrayer.
0: Who played your brother in the show. Sam. And I didn't know this, but we, ended, we were sitting next to his parents the whole night. They seem lovely. They do seem lovely. And I kept telling Jerry, I said this is so weird. How many times do we go to a show? This happened to us one time in Bismarck, North Dakota. We, it was the 4th of July, and we needed something to do. And we're driving through to get you know, on our way basically to Mount Rushmore and all the other things. But we're in Bismarck. So I look up, and the Bismarck Symphony has their fireworks and, and show.
1: Nice.
0: So we go there, and we're camped down on the lawn, and it turns out we're sitting next to the violinist, one of the big, one of the main violinists.
1: That's fabulous. Her
0: parents, excuse me, her parents, not right, her. Because she was on the stage. Right.
1: Yeah, that would have been weird.
0: Then we went to an opera and a, a concert. Not even an opera. It was an opera-themed concert in Chattanooga. And where do we end up? Next to the parents of the kid who's up there is the... the, the pianist. Pianist. I and, remember. And on the other side of me is the wife of the uh, baritone. Right. I said, how do we end up sitting next to always... Oh,
1: Craig, Craig's wife.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, in, in Chattanooga. But here we are, and Joseph McBrayer's parents are sitting next to us. So I'm making... Start talking to you and Joseph and all, and kind of buzzing, because the music was so pleasant. And I said, you know how I am, Catherine. Oh, I hate that atonal bleep. And <laughs> I said it. Like, apparently I said it with such vitriol that it wasn't even funny.
1: I mean... Everybody
0: knew I was serious. I was trying to get You're a lot trying laugh.
1: to be like serious and funny. At I, get, the same time. I was trying to, buy, yeah, I don't normally, yeah, I was yeah. doing the
0: shock joke, right. you know, like a comedian will sometimes drop the yeah. S bomb and in a, in a you yeah. know, to get the shock value. And they're just, yeah. like, so maybe they weren't agreed. Maybe that's what it is. Everyone just said, oh, of
1: course. That's a nice way to think of it. For <laughs> 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 way to dig yourself out of that hole in your own mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it's just some of the, I mean, and it's not opera necessarily. It's it's any, a lot of modern music is deliberately, um, it's like modern art. You know, sometimes it's deliberately jarring to the eye. Or like that guy, I don't know, what's his name? Rothko? I mean, seriously, anyone with a box of Crayola crayons could make that painting. It's a right. red square and a and a green square. and It's worth millions of dollars and there's nothing to it. Right. But... Because he did it, it's it's worth a million zillion dollars.
1: Well, you know, I was really happy that you liked the music because Carlisle Floyd, the first time I had an experience with, that's the composer, his music was on a different opera called Cold Sassy Tree, which, fun fact, our uh, fabulous maestro, yeah. Andy Anderson, he conducted that show.
0: Oh, that you and you were in it?
1: That I Well, I was the stage manager oh. for an assistant director a million years ago. Uh-huh. Um, so... We only do Carlo and Floyd opera together. But that piece, it like was a little jarring to me when I was first listening to it. So I yeah. was really. Please, because as I've mentioned before, like I don't know the difference anymore. It all sounds right. Like you,
0: you have a wide repertoire, yeah, yeah.
1: So it was really nice. It was really nice to hear that you thought that this music was nice. Well,
0: that's why I'm looking forward to when you do a Puccini piece next year, because yeah? I'm I'm counting on good old Puccini to save my ear eardrums. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think I mean, did you like the Doctor and the Devils with the in the workshop with the?
0: I I liked the part that wasn't atonal. Right. Okay. I mean, there there was an aria that was deliberately, eh, eh, eh. you know, it's like. <laughs>
1: Again, like, it sounds all normal to me,
0: so.
1: <laughs> I didn't hear any of that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I sound so fancy, but my wife tells me, I say, why do I hate this? And she says, well, it's because mm-hmm. it's atonal. You, you always complain about atonal music. So that's why I've learned it from her. That's funny. That, uh, there are a lot of
1: tritones in that piece. I don't know
0: what that means. That's my new, oh, oh, oh. Mark, mark this down. I'm going <laughs> to learn what tritones are so I can start dropping them into conversation. <laughs> as if I know what they mean.
1: And just these really weird intervals that you have to learn to sing. They're okay. horrible. Don't don't ever do it.
0: Well, you mentioned you mentioned that I am on the on the board of Marvel mm. City Opera. I tried to get off, but they voted me on for another term.
1: We won't let you leave.
0: I mean, there's got to be something's got to come up. a <laughs> <laughs> lifer. <laughs> and um, and Catherine does you do an amazing job of getting these grants these uh, from. The different arts organizations, so like the National Endowment for the Arts, maybe or whomever, uh, Tennessee Arts Tennessee Commission, Tennessee
1: Arts Commission, and the East Tennessee Foundation, and the Arts and Cultural Alliance here in Knoxville.
0: So it's that time of year where um, the grant applications have all been turned in, and they make their decisions at the end. and the arts calendar is like the school calendar. Mm-hmm. So May is the end of the year for them, and they make their decisions and they award the grants for the following season, which starts in September, and goes through. May, sometimes into June, so Catherine is sending out email after email with announcements to I the did board. It. Of another, <laughs> yeah, you earned another grant, you know, thousands of dollars, so that you can actually stage these shows. Which, so I mean, you we know, we couldn't do
1: it without these grants. Yeah, I mean, know?
0: you're you're making you're not you're not making a bazillion dollars, but the opera's not bankrupt either. You're right. keeping the the company solvent, mm-hmm. and you're starting to your goal is to what build up a reserve. Right. But right now, you're at solvent, and and we have a little reserve. Yeah, slowly building. But I mean, yeah. you want to get a huge reserve right. so that you can we can
1: just like produce off of the reserve. Yeah. No,
0: no. You, but I ultimately, you want to have a reserve that's equivalent to your
1: <laughs> your production budget.
0: Right. Yeah. So you're getting there. Definitely. Well, anyway, so she sends out these emails to the whole board. Right. Sorry. No, no, it's fun.
1: I'm trying to keep everyone engaged.
0: I don't mind that you send the emails. It's the reply all, where it's like, yay, reply all or congratulations, Catherine, to reply all. I mean, there's so many people on the board now, you just it's like, seriously, you guys, you don't have to hit reply all.
1: Well you should reply all and send like a whole long message that's just to me about Frank and Friends show. <laughs> <laughs> and then that'll like they'll be like, why are we using reply all? And there's your tactic. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's great, Catherine, but I was wondering when you were going to come over and do another <laughs> video with me and I wonder, we're going to see more Smokies and have this going on.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the rest of the board is interested in our business. Exactly.
1: And that will train them not to send reply all. See?
0: Yes, I don't think it no. works. It I don't work. think it works. I mean, I mean always, we all work. work with those people who no matter what will reply all. I know. They don't know how not, not to, to do it. They don't. They don't understand that none of us care because it's not a. But it's actually no, it is different. It's like being the first one to comment on a social media post. It's the only reason you do reply all. It's it's to show everyone else on the board, you know. Oh, look at me! I I'm involved. I'm involved. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in in this. This is personally my favorite
1: is that when somebody actually replies just to me about something completely different, you know,
0: on the same thread. On the same
1: thread. Because then it means I have to actually like read all of the threads, whereas like if they're just all just saying like yay congratulations, but you no, know, it'd be like oh that's wonderful. W- what night do I have my tickets for? Wow. You know, like and oh. then I'm like, it's like you actually responding with a friend and Friends question. <laughs> 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 I'm like, now I have to actually read all of these.
0: <laughs> well, I'm t- glad t- that you're actually here uh, for a Frank and Friends episode Try to be. because um, and if we do another episode, I'm gonna have to send you my address again. Because ever since you started doing the Opera Louisiana, you seem to have forgotten how to get here.
1: Well, I know how to get here. You came
0: here for Thanksgiving, Catherine. It's the same address. <laughs> I, I haven't moved. I know how
1: to get here if I drive from my house. No, you don't. You drove. You blew, you blew right past the. Well, that's by the when interstate. I was having you know a little dementia episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're, all right, you were preoccupied <laughs> was that, day. that day. I preoccupied that thinking day thinking about other things. But, but it generally,
1: is... if I'm going from my side of town over here, I know uh-huh. what exit to take, I know how to turn and go okay. and here. And, like, you know, I know. Well,
0: that day that you blew past the exit because you were distracted. Yeah. Um, and another time, and then today, mm-hmm. you asked me, oh, can you send me your address? I thought it would be funny today. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I was coming from a new part of
1: town. From a town. different I'm over, part of town. We at the mall. I need to. Yeah, I need an
0: address. I want to
1: come here the fastest way. I get Like
0: I get it. I mean, I, I use the GPS. The but also, if I go to Google Maps and I type in your name, it, it will like? take you to your house. Take me to your house. Because mm. it's, it's all my, I, my contacts are saved in, on Google, whatever, you know, Gmail.
1: Well, you must be way more organized than I am.
0: Yes. <laughs> Here, watch this. I'm this is this is Google Maps, right? I'm going to type in.
1: How is that possible that Frank Murphy is is more organized than Catherine Frady?
0: Look, there's people I don't even know, and it's gone through the phone book and found all of them, right? I don't. And, know. and these are my people who. Said, but if I go to you, it's going to take me directly to your house. See that?
1: I do see that.
0: Because. Well, I'll you, this goes back to my radio producer days. Oh. And anytime I get um, a text message or a phone call f- from somebody that I need to maybe communicate with in the future, I'll immediately put them in contacts. Because my phone won't ring. If, if someone who's not in my contacts calls,
1: it won't ring. Oh. It go-
0: it's, it, that's turned off. Gotcha. So they have to leave a voicemail or send a text going, hey,
1: I'm trying to reach you. This is
0: Robin Wilhoyt from Channel 10. Right. Um, we need you to help us uh, with some bad volleyball, dodgeball. I don't know what it was. It was something down at Thompson Bowling Arena. She says whoever it was canceled, and we need an emergency. But you're, you'd be perfect for this. Can you help us? So now I, you know, so I, right. so, so I, what say, am I going to do? I'm I Robin Wilhoyt, I'm going to add to contacts, and now she can call me.
1: That's a great process. You have to do it. I don't have that process oh, okay. in my life. Got her, got her.
0: So then, when it comes time to Christmas cards, I find your address and I put it in there. That's
1: very that's very smart. And I didn't
0: know that Google Maps yeah. was spying on my Ooh. Gmail contacts, but they are. Hmm. Of course they are.
1: Which is useful, it turns out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I put in my own address, it'll drive me back right here.
1: Well, you taught me something. Right. <laughs> I'll see if I can implement it. Can't make any promises. I'll probably ask you next time for your address.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll send it to you now. Somehow,
1: though, you'll still get the fundraising letter. You know, it'll still get
0: here. And if you've never missed one. Right. I get all the Marvel City Opera letters. So clearly
1: I have the address somewhere.
0: Well, speaking of Google Maps, (laughs) I do have something else to show you. Uh Uh-oh. That I do, you know, obviously look up my own address because I'll pump in home. um, And I was looking at, actually, I was looking at my neighborhood because... I think I told you the family across the street was putting in a swimming pool. You did, and it made me wonder how many other people how in pools? our neighborhood have pools because we don't spying? have. We don't what? Did you start spying? Well, on Google aerial <laughs> photos. Is. So uh, we don't have a community pool. I guess we had this conversation. My son Frank Jr. used to be a lifeguard and swim at a community pool that's over in the Cedar Bluff area. Nice. You know, he was. Uh, well, on the swim team, and because he also worked there as a lifeguard, he didn't, we didn't, our family didn't have to join the pool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it was cool. But also, I missed that kind of camaraderie yeah. of swim meet nights. Yeah. Yeah. It was always fun to go um, and, you know, swim meets are just exciting. They're like, they're like dog shows, they're like dance competitions, they're like track meets. They're like, in a lot of these things, I see the same overlap, but swim meets were always fun when Frank had a swim meet. Well, we don't have a community pool in this subdivision. This is just a pretty basic place. So if you're going to have a pool, you have to, like, go join a club somewhere else, or you just dig a hole in the backyard. Right. So I was looking, and I looked at my own house. And nice. there's been times where my pool—they take a picture in the winter, and you don't even see my pool because it covers on it. Or I used to have these big trees, and then remember Steve's tree service? Remember them? Yep. They—they've uh, closed up shop because. Oh. And, and but Sad. they both were hurting themselves and they had yeah. family issues, but they—they cool. they moved on to other jobs. They're cool. nice people. Okay. Um, they took out a bunch of the trees that were along here, and right. so now you can see the pool from yep. Google Photos. Which from outer is, I mean, space. I'm sorry, it's not outer space. I'll tell you that in a second. But you can see the house. So I'm zoomed in on my own house, and you see is that this Is your shadow. Yeah.
1: Are you standing outside waving?
0: Well, I think <laughs> I think what I'm doing is you
1: pose for the pho- it, you pose for this photo too. My goodness.
0: <laughs> Catherine loves it when I get a screen grab of myself at some church service.
1: This is amazing. Especially funerals.
0: So apparently, I posed for a photo when Google took their aerial photo of my house. That not knowing, appropriate. I don't think I'm waving. It looks like it I'm looks waving. It looks like you're waving. It looks like I'm waving. You planned this. But if you look more closely, you see this... This other shadow.
1: Oh yeah, you're like actually cleaning the pool, yeah. but it's more fun so, to think that you're you're waving. So this, and that you planned this whole photo.
0: Yeah, this Shoot. dot is, <laughs> is the top of my head. Nice. And then my long shadow is cast into the shallow end of the pool.
1: That's hysterical. As I
0: am cleaning it. You now,
1: posed for your own. The last time Google I looked,
0: selfie. I looked at my house on Google Photos. I was I had this old um, Honda Civic that was parked over here next to big fig. Nice. And they whited it out.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I, mean, why would they I that? don't
0: know but they did they went to the trouble of I and mean, it was very poorly done too it was obviously just like How erased with a white like it looked like they had taken liquid paper and, and rubbed it on the picture weird um, but yeah so there's there's my shadow on Google <laughs> photos and I thought that was that That's was fantastic. most amusing <laughs> well next time we do a show I want to have another pool story for you about, okay, about okay. uh, cuz things occasionally die in the pool mm. and it's always said once in a rare while once in a rare rare while i'm able to keep something from dying in the pool i'm able to, to be the lifeguard and save a critter
1: well that's exciting and can,
0: we have uh, we have reptiles we have amphibians we have birds we have mammals we have pretty we have almost everything out there and of course bugs i can't save the bugs but there's so many things that will have fallen to the course of the pool over the course of the years um and i have saved one
1: fantastic and i'm
0: excited to tell you that on the next episode
1: guess you'll have to tune into the next episode to find out what that
0: is and one way to do that is to uh, subscribe via, via um, Audible, that you can get all sorts of podcasts by going to audibletrial.com/Frank Friend show. Not only can you hear just dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of podcasts, thousands of podcasts. I never, never really took the time to count them, uh, but also thousands of audiobooks with new ones being added every week, and now they're doing custom programming. So think about, like, on your favorite TV channels that you stream, you know, there's original programmings on um, Amazon Prime, for example. And Netflix. Or any of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, Audible is creating custom audio entertainment that you can only find on Audible, and if you join as a premium member, they give you an MP3 credit every month, so you can download something, and you can bank those credits, some of the... Audio files are large enough they require maybe two credits or three, but most are just one credit. So, even during your free 30 day trial, your free 30 day premium membership, you'll get that credit for an MP3 download that you can absolutely download and keep no matter what, whether you continue or not. Uh, but, it, you know, once you sign up, it'll just roll over until you tell it to stop. And obviously, they are fairly confident.
1: That you're going to want to keep going.
0: Yeah, because you're going to want to hear more and more audiobooks and podcasts while you're walking with your AirPods, while you're driving. Yeah. I mean, while I'm floating on Big Joe, which is the name of my floating mattress (laughs) in the pool, uh, you know. Perfect. I can lay out there, and I put my phone in a Ziploc bag.
1: Oh, that's nice. And I can well, and to you podcasts. can also just like press pause and put a bookmark in it, and then watch it or listen to it on another. Yeah. One of your devices,
0: or you know, you can do it verbally. You can tell your Amazon Echo to stop or pause. You can tell your your Siri to pause, whatever. Yeah. It works on all the things, and like you said, it's a bookmark. It'll pick up when you switch from one device to the next, it picks up in exactly the right spot. That's audibletrial.com frank and show. Uh, and subscribe on YouTube, you know, smash the button for notifications. Don't miss any of our episodes. I Tell your
1: friends, help us get to a thousand.
0: How much longer? You got to give me your calendar so we can uh, book a day for a, a trip up to the, the great Smoky Mountains.
1: Mountains. Yeah, that sounds fun.
0: Because there's, uh, there's wine to be tasted. There's moonshine Ooh. and cider to be tasted. Oh,
1: my goodness. There's uh, uh, mountain
0: speaking coasters my to
1: language. There's mountain, mountain coaster coasters to ride. To ride. Oh. There's
0: a brand new Andy's Frozen Custard that what? is under construction. I drove by it the other day. They've got so the good. wooden framing up and the, nice. and the nice. what do you call it, cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. we got
1: Bucky's on the horizon. Oh, my gosh. You know. oh, that opens
0: Sunday. this uh, on Monday, I think. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm pretty sure.
1: That's fantastic.
0: All right. Lots to do. So don't miss an episode. We do appreciate that. Tell your friends. And um, anything else you want to plug?
1: I think that's it for now.
0: Yay you. This <laughs> is the Frank and Friend Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you again next time.